Hey guys and gals, we're your hosts, Mackenzie and Sierra, and you're listening to the Girls Gone Gab podcast. Buckle up because we're about to get gabbing. Okay, so to start off this podcast, I just have to acknowledge that I literally feel like a zombie. The Girls Gone Gab podcast is recording late night for the first time ever, and it has been a past couple of days. Um, We've been doing all... We've never done this before. We don't know what it's like to podcast past, like, mm, eight or nine o'clock, so... Yeah, I don't know. I might just fall asleep midway. But, um, no, really, we've just been busy for the past couple days doing all kinds of uh, shenanigans. (laughs) Uh, Shenanigans is the word. That is Uh, the word of the weekend. Yeah. But it's not even been a weekend. I keep saying weekend. I don't even know what day it is. It's literally Wednesday. Yeah, we've been celebrating my birthday for the past five days. Um, (laughs) Which sounds so extravagant, and it is. But I don't know, you know, I'm me. So we've been celebrating for the past five days and I just made it back to Cincinnati, uh, like literally like 15 minutes ago and hopped on to record this podcast and life's coming at me fast. 26 is rough. And this is my last day, um, of my quote-unquote vacation um I just took three days off of work just for no reason other than my birthday to hang out with Mackenzie for her birthday so I gotta go back to work tomorrow get back to the grind um so yeah life comes at you fast um how's it feel to be 26 it feels amazing Good. Amazing. (laughs) Wonderful. Beautiful. Fantastic. I mean, I just, I'll get into it in the next podcast when we, um, we're going to do a two-parter. So this one's going to mainly focus on the book club and the next one will focus on, um, some of our birthday shenanigans stories and all of that. But overall, just a sneak peek it for you all. What 26 is like, in case you're out there wondering, um in case you're on the edge of your seat and you just can't wait (laughs) I think it's really good I mean the older I get I know it sounds like cheesy and a lot of people say it but just the more sure of myself I am in a lot of ways and like proud of myself um again as cheesy as that sounds but I'm just like we made it baby another year all the things and like another year with COVID thrown in you know so I just think I think everybody should be proud of make it in another year and handling all the things life throws at them and the highs and lows and all of it you know yeah I think it's always good to like just feel good about yourself and give yourself a pat on the back so to speak so yeah that's my birthday for me so we'll get into that next time but for now we're gonna go on and dive in to the book club (laughs) it's book club time oh lord this is gonna be an interesting one because we're gonna tackle both 
Mackenzie and my Enneagram numbers. So we're probably going to have lots to say. Um, so let's just get right into it. The first chapter that we're going to dive into is type three, the performer, which is Mackenzie's type. I'm going to get into a quick description. I'm just going to kind of go over what my notes say here. But of course, I'm kind of going to let Mackenzie take the reins on this one because I feel like she knows herself. But a quick description would be that type threes, again, the performer, are people who set goals and then accomplish them. Um, They're competitive. They are adaptable. um, They can be charming. They're very productive and efficient. um, And they get their self-worth from their success. Yeah. So... Um, kind of a funny story. I don't know if we've told this yet on the podcast, um, in relation to just talking about the Enneagram, but how we both kind of first dipped our toes into the water of the Enneagram, um, was back in the summer at one point, our friend Angela was in town and we were all hanging out by the pool and just, um, talking just having a regular conversation, like not about the Enneagram and Angela was like, Mackenzie, you're such a three. And (laughs) I was like, what does that even mean? And when Angela explained it to me, like some of it made sense and some of it was like, I don't know. And then literally like two days later, I was having a conversation with one of my other friends, Rebecca, who's also into it. And again, she had no idea that um, Angela had said something the day before or anything. We we're talking about something unrelated. And she was like, you're such a three. And I was like, okay, I got to see what all this three stuff is about because apparently I'm putting out big three energy <laughs> to everybody. And, um, like when I first heard like a quick description of all nine types, I kind of, um, was quickly drawn to uh, the one, the perfectionist, which I talked about um, in our last book club episode. Uh, I was kind of drawn to that one. And I was also oddly drawn to the eight um, just because that I think in certain descriptions, they can be classified as just having like the most bold personality of the nine. And I think um, some people associate me and I can self-associate with, that bold aspect, but there's so many other qualities of the eight that I think are not me at all, like being confrontational, like we talked about. Um, And then I read the three and I was like, okay, this actually makes so much more sense. Um, Especially because a lot of the other personality typing systems, I feel like only have like one personality or one category for like that perfectionist type. Um, personality basically like the one and so I just was always throwing myself into that perfectionist personality thinking okay well this is the closest to me and like the three just feels like so much more niche me you know yeah that makes sense there's a lot more um, like facets I think to the Enneagram types and so at first glance I can see how you would just mistype yourself as something else uh, in particular a one 
Um, but yeah, I think at the root of it, like you're definitely a three. Yeah. And I think it's, it's things that I didn't even really realize about myself for the longest time. Um, like they're not qualities. I mean, the setting goals and accomplishing them, like I've always been successful. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) Uh, but like, that's, that's always been a thing for me, but I think that can commonly get associated with ones as well. Um, but some of the other smaller things are things that I never really picked up on, um, in myself, uh, or I just, I guess I didn't acknowledge them a lot. One of them being, being adaptable. Some people would say charming, but really, uh, not, not to be like, oh, I'm so charming, but, um, just being able to fit in with different crowds of people and like change how I communicate based on who I'm with. And it's something that I don't even notice. And a lot of descriptions of threes talk about how like threes don't even notice that they're like turning a life, a life switch, a light (laughs) switch off and on of like hopping from one personality to the next. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, that's me. I will totally change like how I'm talking, the type of jokes I make, all of that to fit whoever I'm with. And I don't see it, you know, the, the negative side of it, I guess, can be, you know, people feeling like you're a fake or a phony or you're just trying to like suck up to other people or fit in. Or that you're not authentic in a way or that you're, you know, you're pretending to be one way and then you're pretending to be another way when in in reality you're just really adaptable yeah yeah like I'm not saying I'm perfect I'm just so adaptable like maybe I am fake sometimes I don't know but um at the core of it I feel like I'm just trying to read the room before I enter and again kind of one of the negative qualities of it is one like I think threes try to make other people feel comfortable because by making other people feel comfortable, then in, in return, you're going to be more well liked. Yeah. I feel like a three, like a goal for typical threes is to win people over. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, a lot, I mean, in the book, um, in this chapter, I feel like he made a lot of like sales references, mm-hmm. which is. I picked up on those because I specifically work in sales and this is something that I have a hard time with. I don't have a hard time with like talking to people because as we'll get into my type, I like talking to people and having like authentic conversation, but I don't necessarily have it ingrained in my brain to like win people over or charm them or like get people to like me or be on my side. Like, I don't, I don't know that I have that natural ability. But um, I think that that's just something that comes natural to threes yeah. to have that likability factor that I'm it's it's almost like a challenge to like gain the acceptance of whoever you're with. Yeah, I think for me, too, like you just said, it's just natural that I don't even realize I'm doing it. And sometimes it'll be people that I don't even like kind of almost like touching on what we talked about in the last episode when that one guy sent me a text and was like, I don't see this going anywhere romantically. And I had already decided I didn't like him, but I was like, how dare you not like me? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, this digs even deeper because like, I'm a likable person. Are you kidding? (laughs) Who would not be in love with me? And like all of that's happening on such a subconscious level. I'm not like, I'm amazing. Everyone should love me. 
but something about my inner core is like I need to be liked and I will win you over and it's like a it's a challenge for me to get I guess people to like me so yeah that that kind of touches on a note that I had from the book which just basically was a quote saying about how threes will pretend to be interested in conversations with people even if they're not um so they're good at faking interest um would you say that you do this I'll say this (laughs) um I'm I'm not someone that will go out of my way to entertain people that I know are not and this is a very three thing to say that are not serving me and I don't that sounds very selfish, but I guess I'm thinking of it in context or in relation to like relationships. So if I know someone's not right for me and I, or that I'm not attracted to them or any of those types of things, I'm not going to flatter someone with my company or conversation. And I mean that in the most genuine of ways, because I don't want to ever waste someone else's time or my own if I know that there's not an end goal or result to that interaction, if that makes sense. Um, So I won't do that, but I will say I'm a very open person um, to just like talking to new people. So if I don't know a lot about you and something about whatever I see on the outside or my initial interaction with you is something that attracts me in or makes me see potential for the conversation or for the relationship or whatever it is. Um, I'll entertain that. But if you're like boring me, then I can pretend like I'm having a great day or a great time um, all day long, but I might not be. And so in the book, they kind of talked about how a three can act like they're interested in you, like no matter what, but they may be, um, if they're not actually interested, they're like planning out what they're going to do tomorrow and their to-do list. And I'm like, that's so me. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like you just constantly have like things in your head, like going on sometimes, like when you're yeah. around other people are because you are very like goal task productivity oriented yeah I think so like especially like the way I talk more so when I'm around like people I'm close with like if I was around you or my mom I just tend to like tell people what I need to do next I'm like yeah so I'm working on this and then I gotta like go to the grocery store and then I need to do this and I'm just like trying to get my stuff together and other people are like, why are you telling me your to-do list? And I'm like, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm trying to, like, achieve the next thing, even if that's, like, going to the grocery. Yeah. And you're like, but also I wanted to include you in the conversation. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because you're not, like, an internal, like, internalized Exactly. Person. Exactly. So, I don't know. that I just resonated with that um, quote. But a few of the other ones that I – just want to briefly touch on our um, one of the quotes said threes can mask and postpone feelings so they won't blow their I have it all together cover and um, I think that's definitely one of the kind of like downfalls of the three but I can relate to it um, I'm just like you can hurt my feelings but I will not let you know that you hurt my feelings kind of person like you will not see me break 
I am just untouchable. Yeah, so I'm I don't. Like, I'm gonna go cry in the bathroom in five minutes, but I'm gonna act so tough right now. See, I sometimes think I have that, but I also think most of the time, when something is wrong or someone upsets me in even the slightest way like didn't even mean to but like it (laughs) struck a chord with me I feel like my whole face will change like I just can't even you can't mask it I can't mask it like my face just changes even though I like will physically fight it back I'm like Mm -hmm. they they know they know (laughs) they just know by looking at me that I am it's obvious I'm hurt I'm hurting (laughs) yeah I know I can be like I can be pretty stone cold and just put it up and people won't know like they won't know that I'm upset or they'll just be like really confused like they're like okay I just did this awful thing is she actually mad at me and I'm like I'm not being friendly but I'm also not being nice and they just like have no idea um yeah I don't know there's just a few times in my life I feel that I've cried in public it's happened um because we all have our breaking points and days uh but for the most part unless like it's like something like deeply important or serious like I'm not crying in front of other people or not getting upset or just I don't know like relation type relationship type things that have happened in the past like someone can do the worst thing to me and I will just like I mean this is a more unhealthy thing that I did in the past but I will like not even call them out for it I'm like you don't even deserve the attention of knowing that what you did was wrong or that you hurt me which some people are like that's so messed up I would like pop off on this guy or whatever and I'm just like in my mind I'm like you know what you did was wrong and I'm not going to let you know that it bothered me. I'm fine. And I'm like, that's not healthy. Um, but that has been my mentality before. Just like, I'm just going to keep on keeping on kind of thing. Yeah. And since we're kind of on the topic of feelings, um, it made me think of there's a part in the book that basically compares like the difference between twos and threes um and their feelings and how we just talked about in our last episode how twos are very in tune to other people's feelings and their you know needs um because they are the helper um and they kind of called out threes like (laughs) they were just like and threes are the opposite they don't know how other people are feeling the they don't know how they feel and they don't know how other people are feeling. They're, I think they literally said threes are in the dark. And I don't know why, but because I am a very, like, feelings conscious person, at least I think I am, um, I was like, ouch, that's kind of harsh. You're just basically saying, like, oh, these people just don't even recognize feelings. Like, yeah. they, and, and I think it said something about, like, feelings. They don't have feelings. They do feelings. And I was like, what does that even mean? Like, you, yeah. know, you don't have them, but you do them. I'm like, yeah. what? Ha- explain. Since you're a three, can you explain that to me? Well, 
Um, I'm putting you on the spot, kind of. Sorry. Yeah, not to like cop out this or be like, um, I don't have the flaws of a three. Don't know what you're talking about, but truly, honestly, something that I do feel personally like I'm pretty good at. I would not say it's my top strength by any means, but something that I've always felt like, okay, I'm fairly good at that is reading, um, like reading the room and like emotions. And that's something that kind of like confused me in the three description. Cause maybe other threes feel that way. But for me as a three, I think like, how on earth am I going to adapt to the room and be the charmer and whatever, and adjust my communication style if I don't know the state of the room and like the emotional state that the people in the room are in. And so I think I'm pretty good at picking up on people's moods and um, emotions. I don't know that other people would say that about me because I'm not always the most. But I think maybe you're just not like vocal about it. I'm not outwardly empathetic. I'm not like, oh, Sierra, like you look kind of down today. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like you don't really (laughs) vocalize that you recognize them. Uh, Yeah, I adjust in practical ways. So like if Sierra sends me a text and it's like a little bit different than other texts she sends me and I'm like, she's getting annoyed. She's over my bullshit today. Like I got to, I got to tone it down. (laughs) Then, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to not text her three times in a row or I'm going to like help out with this extra thing that she might need help with right now. Or if. Um, you know, my mom's getting really annoyed with me, (laughs) people just getting annoyed with me being too extra, then, you know, I'll give her time. I'm good at like, okay, I get the memo based on like small little things that people will do and then kind of adjusting in that way. But I'm not the type that's going to like come and hug you and be like, oh my goodness, are you okay? Unless like you're like truly like sobbing or something like that. But if it's a little thing. I'm I'm not going to vocally address it, but I'll address my style to it. So, yeah, I found that really confusing about the threes. Maybe other people feel that way, um, but not me. And I think maybe I'm more of a wing, a three wing two, and that might be kind of why. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I I kind of felt that way too because I was like, I don't necessarily think this is. E- you like when I was reading that part I was like I don't think this is Mackenzie and then because of the wings I was like okay well maybe it's because she's more of a three wing too yeah I'm like I'm not saying I don't have flaws or flaws of the three but I'm like I just personally don't self-identify with that one but maybe I am oblivious um but that kind of leads into we were talking the other day before we'd both finished the reading about how I was really like prepared to feel called out in my chapter because you read the beginning introduction of the book and it talks about how every um, number has their deadly sin and there's just like pros and cons to each. And it seems like all of the chapters so far have um, very evenly weighed the pros and cons and like made it obvious, like where the flaws in each number are. And so I was like, okay, I'm like gearing up to read chapter three. Like they're going to call me out. I'm going to feel like bad about myself for a little bit. You were like, I'm ready. Yeah. Just give I've, it to me. I prepared. 
and I didn't feel that called out. Like I just didn't feel like a lot of the qualities, the way that they described things didn't sound bad, but then I really enjoyed the paragraph that they had. Um, and just a quote from it, uh, they were talking about how, um, basically the culture of our country and just in general awards threes. So the quote says, what would incentivize threes to change and a culture that applauds and rewards them for embodying, em- embodying, oh my goodness, <laughs> applauds and rewards them for embodying our cultural definition of success. America is a three country. So I just, I think that's so true because I always feel like a level of not guilt, but just like when I'm describing what a three is to other people, they're like, oh, it's a three. And I'm like, um, just like really success driven, goal oriented, charming, adaptable performers. People like I feel like people are probably like, okay, you're full of yourself, like bragging. Um, and of course there are the downsides to threes, but um I think it's just because this kind of personality type is awarded like rewarded in our society like that quote says um and it's not always good because a lot of threes are obviously like workaholics and aren't able to relax or be true to themselves and all of those types of things but our culture just says like this is what is right and this is what is good and so why would you as a three change yeah and, and like you said, some of the downsides, again, might be that you're a workaholic or that you just can't turn it off, like you're always on. But, yeah. I mean, again, those are the people in America that accomplish great things. So it's just kind of like these people make the world go around. I mean, yeah. everybody equally <laughs> makes the world go around. But The rest of y'all are useless. It's just the threes <laughs> putting in the work. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you just exactly you get things done. And so I feel like they just get more recognition because it's like, oh, that's so great. I wish I could be that. And it's like, yeah, well, threes like that's great that we have that. But we wish we could be more emotional or we wish we could be more go with the flow sometimes, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but I, I did enjoy that. Um kind of paragraph to explain why it didn't feel as called out as some of the other chapters did Mm -hmm. but um yeah two of the other little quotes that I enjoyed that I'll quickly touch on are they talked about how threes as kids like to plan their outfits out like the day before school and I'm like that's 100% me I would have because I went to Catholic private school, we would have to wear uniforms and we would get like a uniform uh, dress down like pass for like special incentives and rewards. And if I had a pass to use, I would spend like weeks planning out like what outfit I was going to like use on that day. Like it had to be a good one and I was going to plan it out or even just like wearing my uniform the night before I would make sure like everything was out I had my little socks rolled up and like sitting next to my tennis shoes and I was ready to go. So that was definitely me as a kid. And then they also talked about how threes as like partners, uh, I guess more so in relationships, but also just like in a family dynamic or parent dynamic or any relational 
um, dynamic, they like want to set goals and be intentional. They're like, okay, so we're going to have a marriage meeting once a month. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so going to be me. I'm like, okay, so we're, <laughs> we're going to set our yearly goal and then we're going to do progress checkpoints throughout the year. And then we're going to go to counseling. Even if we don't need it, we're going. And then can you just imagine you with like children and how organized <laughs> everything will be? I'm like, wow. I'm like, we're going to be, we're going to have systems. There's going to be family meeting. We're going to have emotional check-ins. Like, I'm like, we got to do all the things. I've got to set up all the systems before all of that comes. Like, <laughs> I'm like, the in my mind, I'm like, the more you set goals and the more that you're intentional about the things that you do, like, that's how you manifest the life that you want. And so that's how I live. <laughs> I'm just like goals, check-ins, all that. I mean, I think my own family can vouch for that. I'm like, so we need to have a family meeting. And I'm like eight. They're like, what do we need to talk about? And I'm like, there's been some things going on around here. And we, <laughs> we got to fix that. We got to get back on track. <laughs> and my family's like, we're busy. We don't have time for your family meeting. I'm like, fine. But um, yeah, that's, that's me to a T. So let's talk about wings. Um, so we think that you might be a three wing two. Yes, which we're still unclear on. I, I'm choking on my words. Um, I did look a little bit on the Enneagram's website and they, the Enneagram Institute website. And from what I read there, it said that like the jury is still out on whether you can only wing one way or you can wing both. So there's conflicting information out there. Okay. But if it's accurate and you are wholeheartedly a three wing two, here's like some characteristics for those folks. Um, if you also are not sure what wing you are, maybe this will help you determine what yeah. you are. Um, so three wing twos are, you know, again, charming, intimate, they make great performers, um, politicians, salespeople, and pastors. Um, and <laughs> they need to be like the star of the show. Um, they kind of lust for attention, but they can also be more on like the loving, kind, generous side of threes, um, as opposed mm -hmm. to like the three wing four. Um, yeah. So the three wing four, um, they're described as having a rich inner life um, and like taking that to a whole new level. So like a lot of like self uh, work is the way they described it. That's how I interpreted it is like really working on your internal self. Um, and then they feel a lot of contradiction um, because the three part of them wants to project out that successful image, but the four um, as we'll talk about, is very concerned with authenticity. And so you can see how if you're trying to project an image that's not you, um, but at the same time trying to be authentic, how you would feel kind of like an inner conflict. Yeah. And then when threes are in stress, they pick up qualities of the type nine, which is the peacemaker, and then insecurity their numbers, um, they take on the qualities of type six, which we haven't covered yet, but that is the loyalist. 
Um, and we kind of touched on how like the sin of the type three is deceit um, and how it's more so like um, self-deceit than it really is like deceiving others. It's really like you're deceiving yourself by putting on these like personas. Um, but do you want to talk about like the stress and securities since this pertains to you? Yeah. Um, I feel like I haven't fully understood my stress and security numbers yet. Um, I, I, I'm having a harder time identifying with them than I am the wings, I guess I should say. Um, but yeah, the, the stress number is type nine, the peacemaker, and, um, they can struggle to identify the emotions in themselves and others. Um, like we had kind of talked about before and I just, I don't know about that. The only thing that does kind of make sense in the peacemaker is I do, I am non-confrontational, um, and typically for nines, that's like more of a positive because they keep the peace. But I think when I take that quality on, it's more of a negative because um, I just want to avoid facing anything confrontational or emotional in general that I just don't address it at all, which isn't good. Um, so I kind of pick up on that. And then the six, again, we haven't read that chapter yet. So I feel like I still just like need to know more about the six to um, fully understand it. But supposedly um, healthy threes that have taken on um, some of the six qualities are beyond um, just looking good for the sake of looking good and successful and all of that. And they're more concerned about um, being known and loved for who they like truly are. So we will see how I feel about that after we finish uh, the chapter on type six. So diving um, into type four, that is the romantic, um, which is Sierra's type. Um, so just like a quick description of the uh, romantic they have a natural tendency to be in tune with beauty and tragedy in the world they're typically um, artistic or creative people they can often feel misunderstood and they really appreciate deep connections with people and prefer to stand out um, to overcome differences with others would you say you identify with all of those I mean kind of but again I have a hard time 100% saying yes this is me because again I want to be different I want to stand out I'm like I don't want to associate with every single part of this but I mean I definitely do um think this is the most fitting for me um and one like in other research that I've done um Type four is also called the individualist. Um, So in the book, it's called the romantic, um, which is kind of a confusing like title. But in other um, areas, the type four can be called the individualist. And fun fact, again, don't know if this is true. I can't cite my sources, but um, I want to say that type fours are like kind of rare or like more rare than maybe some of the other types. Again, maybe I'm just saying that because I want to be special. But 
I sounds like something a four would say. Exactly. It does sound like something a four would say. <laughs> but um, I think that's at least I've seen that on the internet when I've been Googling. So, um, yeah, I mean, I am pretty like creative, I think, and artistic. Um, feeling misunderstood. Um, I do feel like when I am my most frustrated, um, like with others, I feel it's because I'm misunderstood or maybe I I feel like I can't explain myself or I'm like, you don't get me. You don't get me the inside of me. I'm like, you don't get it. You don't know what I'm going through, what I'm experiencing. Like I do feel those things. Um, Mm -hmm. but I also spend a lot of time when I'm upset, being upset just either about the world, the circumstances of the world, the circumstances of my life, um, feeling like guilt or, um, you know, envy, just like overall overwhelming, like sadness about things that are going on around me. Just <laughs> you know everything. I mean? You know what I mean? Like, I know that sounds so dramatic, but that is actually true when I, when I have my like down days. And again, this doesn't mean that I'm like just crying all the time, but I do have days where I just feel like the weight of circumstances. And I think like a main quality of fours is like being comfortable in melancholy, which I feel like melancholy is not really a word that we use very often. At least I don't use Mm -hmm. it very often, but it's not necessarily being like depressed, but it's just like being okay with feeling not okay. Well, one of the quotes I love from the type four um, chapter is that melancholy is the happiness of being sad. And I feel like you could identify with that. I don't want to speak for you, but it's like the way they described it in depth in the book was like a type four loves a rainy day. They can like put on their sad music and like stare out the window. Like they're in a music video and like not pretend to be upset. Cause I'm not saying their emotions are fake, but like they enjoy being moody to an extent. They're like, this is a vibe. Yeah. I mean, like I connect with music specifically in a way Mm -hmm. that I've, I, at least in my mind, I like to think that I connect to like music and art in ways that like other people can't, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) You don't even understand the words that are coming out of my mouth right now. I'm like, that sounds so just like, you know, you're so special. (laughs) Like, I'm just like elite, you know, that makes it sound like I'm an elitist. Like, I'm like, you just don't understand the art like I do (laughs) like you know what I mean that sounds I hate that I'm like yeah but I know what you mean but I do sometimes feel that way I'm like I don't think people listen to this song and feel what I feel (laughs) you know what I mean so uh that's embarrassing to admit but I do feel that way yeah yeah no I I can see how that could be the case um for you and for other people but um something that they talked about in the book for the four was that they envy normalcy happiness and just a sense of comfort that other people seem to move through life with. And I feel like that touches on almost everything that you had just said of just like, yeah, just seeing other people like you think that they're normal and like basic 
like, I don't know if you would identify with this. Like you think, you know, you're more individual, um, individualistic or artsy or whatever, but you're also like, these other people just have it like so easy just being basic and too dumb to understand these things. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard being this, this creative. It's just hard out here being a four. (laughs) Yeah, I was actually talking to my mom about this because I was telling her that I was reading this book or that we were reading this book. And, you know, I was telling her all about the four and what I knew about it so far. And um, she agreed with literally everything. And she was like, yeah. And And I told her that, you know, envy was my sin. And I, I was just at the time I hadn't read the entire chapter, but I was taking it to heart like so badly. I was like, that sounds like I literally hate my life. And (laughs) she goes, no. And she said it, you know, in a nicer way. And she was like, (laughs) you know, she was like, you don't necessarily want to be other people, but you envy what you see other people succeeding at. And you, but, but that holds you back from what you want to do because you're reveling in this feeling of these people are just moving on with their life and I'm just kind of stuck here. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have all this potential and this creativity, but you're just like, you feel. Yeah. I feel like. Or sad. Almost like you admire other people too much kind of thing yeah like I definitely put other people up here and I feel like I'm way down here when that's not necessarily the case like I think other people see me that way but I see me that way yeah like you're just like a small day-to-day thing like I feel like you're more likely to like make a comment to me and be like I follow this girl on Instagram she like has the cutest clothes or she's great at this or whatever And, like, you just, like, see the good in other people. So, you're, like, they're just, like, killing it. And not to say I don't see the good in other people or anything. But, like, I feel like you would be less likely to hear me be, like, I'm just, like, so jealous of this girl on Instagram. Whereas you might say that. But it's not necessarily just jealousy or envy in the way that people commonly think about it. It's because you're, like, wow, she's killing it. Yeah. It's in a complimentary way to those people. It's yeah. not like a, ugh, I'm just mad that they have that. <laughs> I don't have that. Yeah. You know, it's not that I necessarily want what they have, but I'm just, yeah, I'm recognizing that they're like almost a level above me and I just feel like I'm not there. Um, And so, yeah, it's just, it can be, and it can be sad. Yeah. Like, but can, like you kind of had touched on, I do think, the book also says like fours are blind to what's present in their own lives and like the wonderful qualities that they do possess. And so, um, yeah, like you do have those good qualities. You just have to sometimes put the blinders on to what's going on around you to be able to like focus on your own thing. Yeah. And I think I do have a hard time complimenting myself or, Mm -hmm admitting or saying out loud like I'm really good at this yeah you know I I have a hard time with that for some reason yeah but like you said putting on the blinders I think something that fours can do and we'll get into this in a minute is we can 
tend to then have that self-reflection, maybe even too much so that, you know, we're doing all this self-care, we're internalizing everything, we're really processing all the feelings, and then it can become a little, like, self-absorbed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then we're melodramatic. We're just so absorbed with all the feelings and all the things. So yeah. that can be kind of a spin on that. Yeah. Yeah, which I feel like that's kind of like the unhealthy end of it. So I don't feel like you're like melodramatic all the time or causing issues over being dramatic. Yeah, but yeah, I don't that think can't... I'm. I don't think I'm like a super dramatic person. But I'm like, I don't feel like I encounter that with you too often. But like, I do get that that's part of it. Um, one of the quotes that I found interesting in the four section was uh, that they talked about how fours wrestle with dissatisfaction and always wanting the unavailable. And this reminded me of our conversation a couple episodes back. I don't remember which one it was, but um, we somehow got talking about your dating life. And um, I was like, this is it. Because like the four describes kind of how I think that you approach dating in so many ways because you don't want somebody that's normal you're like dissatisfied with any type of normal type of relationship and you want the person that's unavailable or that's like so cool, rock star, different than everybody else. Lives in a whole nother state or country. If you're working out. Yeah. Like the farther away that you live, the like more unique your career is or like your lifestyle, like the better. Yeah, and my mom and I kind of had a chat about that, too. I was like, um, also, me feeling like I'm a four makes it sound like I can never be satisfied with anything or anyone. I'm like, ouch. That, <laughs> I hate that. I'm like, that sounds like I'm just impossible. Like, I have impossible standards because it also kind of makes it seem like, well, when we're bored with something, then we just move on to the next exciting thing that's, like, stimulating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't want to s- call myself out and be like, yeah, if you just ain't bringing the excitement, then goodbye. But it's true that I do want someone for me that's going to do like grand gestures and like do cool things and like will notice that I want those things or like those interesting, weird things like dinner in a movie is fine but like if you suggest some underground who knows what secret whatever I'm gonna fall in love so I just I need someone who thinks a little bit differently and does things a little differently maybe not because of that's who they are but because they know that that's who I am does that make sense yeah because I don't really necessarily think that four and another four would go well together. No, I don't think so. So do you I'm not think that you someone that's just as interesting as and different and unique as me, but someone who recognizes that and like can plan accordingly? Yeah. Do you think you um, communicate those needs or desires? No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. I'm like. Just, I'm, I'm not trying to call you out, but I'm like, so how do they know that they need to take you on an underground 
stay in a cave and be really artistic and all of those things. They just like, they guess, they figure it out. Exactly. I don't know. But see, this is where like the romantic comes back in. It's like, we like the different, the beautiful, the unique, the artistic vision almost. Like I could daydream about this kind of stuff, but I don't really know that I express it in a way. You just think like, I feel like the romantic, um, outlook it's kind of like well it should just happen like if it it just happened naturally they should just know well like it's like uh it's it should be fate kind of thing like I shouldn't have to try or tell you you should just fall in love with me be a rock star figure out all these things I need and like make it happen yeah it'll just happen magically yeah because I feel like it won't be a conversation that needs to be had it'll just happen yeah, like we've we already kind of touched upon this in that episode where we talked about this topic, but tying it back, like me as a three, I'm like everything is a goal to be won, a game to be played. And so if I want something, I'm going to go after it. I'm going to figure out how I'm going to make a game plan, a poster board, vision board, and I will manifest that relationship or whatever it is. And So I think I can be a little bit, I wouldn't say I'm majorly, but I can be a little bit more, um, not aggressive. Aggressive is definitely not the word, but more likely to initiate something. And, uh, again, I don't want to touch too much on this past weekend, but whereas you're like, well, if they love me, they'll reach out to me. And I'm like, well, have you said anything to them? And you're like, well, no. And we kind of had a conversation this past weekend about a similar subject. And you were talking about someone and I was like, well, like in my mind, I'm like, well, if you do nothing, it's a lose-lose situation. going to come about if you don't try. And you're like, I just don't want to like you don't want to have to like put the effort you want people to just like romantically do it. Exactly. I like, I want it to be a thought in their mind, (laughs) but that this doesn't always work out. So I don't, I don't have that go get them attitude most of the time. Yeah. I, I, I want, I'm that person that likes to sit back and let people come to me. Not, if you do that your whole life, then probably nothing's going to happen. But yeah, like the book kind of explains that like threes are those people that walk into a party and they assess the room and they can fit in here and there. Fours mm-hmm. are not that person. Fours are going to walk in. They can still observe. They can still do that thing, but they are going to kind of just kind of sit back and like let people come to them and interact with them. And again, like that, that is more so just my vibe. That's more who I am. You're like, well, if you don't like me, then I don't like you. And I'm like, I will make you like me. (laughs) And I'm like, well, if you don't come and talk to me, then, oh, well, then I guess we'll never talk. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, "Uh, let's start a conversation. I will force you to fall in love with me. It usually doesn't work. So anyways. (laughs) Moving on, um, one quick note before we get into the wings is that they talked about how fours typically like wearing um, clothes that set them apart, and I felt like that was very 
you because you definitely have like your own unique style, but you're also not afraid to like experiment with different um, looks and things like that and bold colors and patterns and all of that. Yeah. I feel like too, though, I, I have things or like I can envision things that I wish I could wear and I could wear them if I wanted to, but then I'm also like, self-conscious that it's too out there and then I don't actually wear them because I'm like other people might not react well to this but like I love it so Mm -hmm. sometimes I have to reframe myself yeah like full Elton John in the grocery store yeah that's it could be a little much so I just don't go there fully (laughs) yeah yeah no but I think that's something that a lot of other people admire in you is like oh I could never wear that kind of thing but you pull it off because you just like are like I love it and I'm confident in it so I'm gonna wear whatever it is (laughs) like I can I can admire that in you while still being the complete opposite like you know me I only wear black and white few patterns pretty minimalistic I have a very set style and don't really veer off from it but I'm like oh that's super cool like most things the most but the large majority like 99% I'm like oh that looks so cool on Sierra but I'm like absolutely not you cannot put that hat on me I'm gonna look like a little French boy delivering newspapers like don't (laughs) you know so I think other people like that about you well good I'll take it Okay, so diving into the wings for the four, the four wing three, um, they feel they must be the best at what they do, um, as well as being unique and special. And these um, fours are more image image conscious um, because, again, they are tied to that three. And these fours are more um, social and less of like the quirky type of four um so I guess a little bit more mainstream and they've they've got that ability to bring some of their creative ideas like to fruition because they've got that three desire to want to get things done yeah and then the four wing five is um the more like reserved introverted type of four um they're proud of their uniqueness, but they don't feel like they need to be recognized for it necessarily. Um, they're, uh, can sometimes be like overstimulated when they are with people. So too much social socialization, um, can be exhausting and they might just need to have some alone time. Um, and they choose to deal with their emotions more on their own rather than sharing and talking about them. Yeah. And I I had a hard time when reading about these because I do feel like I, I kind of just feel like I'm in the middle of these. Like, I don't know. I can't really pick one or the other just off of what I've read so far. I mean, maybe if I did go to like the Enneagram Institute and like dived deeper, I'd be able to really pick one or the other. But I don't know. I feel like I can kind of lean both ways and depending on what the scenario is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can see both for you as well. I see like a little bit more of the five, but I don't know. Again, I can see the three as well. So I feel like 
I would need to read more in depth uh, specifically about the four wing three or the four wing five to know. Yeah. And maybe you can swing both ways. You know, the jury is still out. Yeah. We're still not sure on that. I think what I associate most with is that I do feel like if I'm going to do something, if I'm passionate about it, that I do want to be like instantly good at it or like I instantly want to just be like the best again if it comes to like something that I really love for example like music Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna just like pursue music if I suck at it so I'm just gonna either not do it or if I am gonna do it I need to be already high level or I'm gonna be like upset but I feel like I'm more of a four wing five in the sense that I do choose to like internalize a lot of things. I internally like process things. I like my alone time. I'm fine Mm -hmm. with just kind of like sitting with myself and my feelings. So that part I do resonate with as well. Yeah. And then talking about the four in stress and security, when the four is in stress, um, they take on some of the qualities of the type two or the helper. Um, and it kind of goes back to believing that they're missing something that other people have. And some of their um, weaknesses can be to um, self-isolate and also to be kind of more of that self-absorbed quality um but then in security they can take on some of the healthy qualities of a one um and they know that they don't have to be special to win love um and they can disassociate from some of their typical patterns of shame or inferiority yeah and i think like the two again that's that helper um personality and mm-hmm. I think see I don't really know like if I've ever felt like I've been self-absorbed because that's kind of like a really harsh way of saying things um but I think it relates to the two in a sense that I know twos are more like they want people to be happy because of them mm-hmm And so I think when I am dissatisfied or I'm stressed or I'm in my unhealthy state, I can be a little upset that people are not appreciative of me or, you know, I can just, I don't know how to describe what I'm trying to say, but, um, you just want to be acknowledged and appreciated for the things that you do. And so when you're not, then you get upset. Yeah. I want to be like, I'm special and I want you to see that I'm special. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense <laughs> to me. Okay. So jumping into our last number for this episode, we are going to uh, talk about the type five, which is labeled the investigator. Uh, So a quick description of fives, they have a wealth of knowledge and love to share that knowledge with other people. They also are fiercely independent and sometimes detached, and um, they typically have logical and objective opinions. Yeah. So (laughs) I was going to read one of your quotes here. 
it's it says that they're like motivated by a desire to understand and obtain knowledge so I just imagine fives because I don't know if I know very many fives um and if I do maybe I just haven't like pinpointed them yet and but I'm just like imagining a five being that person that's like constantly googling things yeah definitely um I only know one five um in my life but uh it's and I feel like it's a very unique type um just it's not common um but I don't know maybe there maybe there are more fives out there like you said that I just haven't identified in my life but this particular five that I'm thinking of um it's very like spot on this description um and yeah one of the quotes from the book says that the best and worst thing to happen to fives is the internet so fives (laughs) are definitely that personality that just can like go down a rabbit hole when they get fixated on something that does interest them yeah and I just wanted to bring up again about fives and how you said that you feel like maybe there's not that many of them out there Mm -hmm. which I just feel like it's not that there's not many fives out there. I think that fives are hard to pinpoint because they can be detached. So because Mm -hmm. a lot of times people can't get close to them and really figure them out, it's hard to like really know what they are. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I think that that's why maybe I'm just not sure if I know a five because I'm like, well, maybe they're just very private and I just don't know everything about them. But yeah, that's just my two cents. I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. I could see that, especially for like more distant connections or friendships. Um, I don't know that you'd pick up on the five-ness of somebody from afar. I feel like you have to know them um, on somewhat of a personal level to be able to pick up on some of these traits and qualities because they are very internal yeah I feel like you almost have to know a five and like live with them or or be like very close to a five to know someone's a five because again they're going to be doing most of these things like independently and on their own yeah so some of the um quotes that I enjoyed from the five chapter were um or ones that resonated with um what I've seen are that they can emotionally hoard which sounds aggressive but emotionally hoard (laughs) isolate or section off their life into areas I'm like that sounds kind of harsh but really what the book was getting after was just that um they don't tend to share a lot of their emotions with other people so they kind of hold those close to themselves and don't easily give them out to other people and can kind of like isolate away from others but also they're really good at sectioning off their life into different like segments so um, they're like they did a little... um their exactly life. exactly um they did a little like uh, example in the book about a guy. Um, I think it was the author. He had a friend that he'd known for years and, um, he, his friend, his sister was like sick or like dying in the hospital, something like that. And when he told him or when he found out, he had no idea that this guy even had a sister and he's like, well, 
like he just never shared that part about himself and it was just like so crazy to him that he never knew and then eventually this friend actually that he had that was a five also had passed away and he said when he went to his funeral there were like all these different people there that he had no idea like existed or were like a part of his life and he's like who are all these other friend groups that you had that I just had no idea about they're very private and like choose what they want to share and who they want to share it with and like keep things separate from each other yeah and not necessarily in like a vindictive kind of way it's I don't really know that there's a motive there I think it's just a lack of like they just don't see the needs. They're like, why? Yeah. Why would I need to tell you that? I think it's a lack of like an emotional connection that's needed for that information. It's like, you don't, I don't need to connect with you in that way. And you don't need to have that information in order for us to have any kind of connection. Or like, mm-hmm. you don't need to have this like almost like inner, it's almost like um, giving someone too much information is, is um, like a weakness. Yeah, something important to touch on that we haven't yet is that five um, is moving into the final triad, um, which is um, driven by fear. So that makes a lot of sense that fives, uh, they want to protect themselves and their independence and their security. And so because of that, that's kind of why they can isolate or section off parts of their lives and stuff like that. Yeah, it made a little more sense um, going into that. And I think, isn't this the, um, it's the gut, you know, yes. how it has like the head, the heart and the gut. So it's the gut mm-hmm. so we're yeah. into that area. Yes. Um, and kind of like we had talked about fives, like you might not know the fives in your life just because they can um, tend to be more introverted. I would assume that most fives are introverted just based on this description. Um, but it talked about how like in social situations, they're rarely the ones to like initiate social interactions. So I would assume that, um, most fives either have, if they have a lot of social connections, they're kind of segmented. Like we had just talked about, um, into different like groups and categories of people, or they just like keep one very tight knit small circle. And that might be why fives are less known or like why we feel like there's not as many fives around. They're there. They're just kind of like in the corners and pockets of the world, so to speak. So moving into the wings of the five, um, a five wing four is someone that's a little bit more creative and sensitive and empathetic, um, but they can also be a little bit more self-absorbed um, and they're described as being independent and they would rather process their emotions and thoughts in general alone than being in a group, which makes sense um, because again, they're picking up those four qualities from the individualists that we had just talked about. And then a five wing six, um, fear plays a more prominent role in uh, this type. So they tend to be more anxious and cautious and skeptical, but they can also be more loyal and more social than the five wing fours. And then the 
Fives and stress take on the positive qualities of type seven, which is the enthusiast. Um, I know we haven't covered this one yet, but um, so I guess some of the downfalls of this type, um, or at least four fives when they are in stress are, um, again, that fear of having to kind of depend on others, um, kind of like we mentioned that fear of kind of letting people in. Um, so this is again, this is a fear of kind of depending on people, um, which means that they may come off as defensive, um, or cynical or judgmental. And then when they are healthy, so healthy fives take on the positive, um, aspects of type eight, which is the challenger. Um, and in this scenario, fives, um, are very neutral, very balanced. Um, they have a lot of knowledge in a lot of different areas and they're able to kind of use that for good to kind of help people. Um, and they also kind of see themselves as, um, part of an, an environment, like playing a role in an environment rather than being completely detached, separate from everyone, just doing their own thing. So they can feel a little bit more involved when they're in that healthy state. So that wraps up our conversation for today on um, the types three, four, and five, which means that we just have one episode left of our book club series um, of The Road Back to You, which will be covering the type six, seven, and then also the conclusion um, chapters of the book. And keep in mind that we're going to have a bonus episode at some point where we kind of just go over, again, the shenanigans that ensued over the past couple of days in regarding <laughs> Mackenzie's birthday. So if you have any interest in listening to that at all, just stay tuned. <laughs>